Hey everybody, it's 2018, so be like the cool kids and put your money tongues in our Patreon buttholes at patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the BAMFCast, there's no I in team. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BAMFCast. Hey, BAMFCast. Episode 429. Man. Numbers. Getting up there. They just keep going up. They do. Every week. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. Yeah. We're Sans BJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For a couple weeks, right? He's on vacation. He is yeah. on vacation. He's touring. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's, he's in the road show. Yes. Yeah, he is literally on tour. Yeah. You can see him live. Well, you're pretty much every day. Yeah. If you're in the right location, sure, you can yes. see BJ live. Yeah. yeah, and you have sight. Right. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> let me tell you about what we do each and every episode of this year, Bamcast. Oh, I can't wait to find out. We go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, and then we come in here and talk about it for the first time. Then you know what? We rate them. Whoa. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They got one of five jocks. and robot jocks. Robot oh, jocks. Oh, man, that's a great scale. I it love is. that movie. Hold up, though. What? <laughs> There's oh, a negative sliding scale. No. One to five bags. No. As in giant bags of trash. Oh, That's man. for them bad, bad movies. We should not mm. watch any of those. Yeah, well, but we do sometimes. So the more trash, the more trash it right. is? Yes, yeah. So the, okay. the worst movies, a la Twilight and Forbidden Zone, etc., oh. they will get five bags. Yes. As in bags of trash. Right. Yeah. Garbage and now things. you understand. Like I do, Ford yeah. Fairline. Mm-hmm. Yes. They are the worst of the worst. Mm. But. But. <laughs> This week, we're we are starting Freedom Month. It's sure, not, not yeah, really, uh, not really. We uh, celebrate America. It's not really a theme at all. It's just some no. random ass movies that we've been meaning to watch. They all have America in them. Okay, yes, <laughs> like this one. Yeah, like 1989's The Best of the Best. Yeah, or just Best of the Best. Right, no, the best of the best. That's the fourth one. Is oh. the best of the best. Oh, <laughs> oh. so it's like Fast and Furious, but in the reverse. Grimmin, grimmin, grimmin okay. Reboot. okay, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, let's get a quick plot summary for this here thing, and then we'll talk more about it. Mm-hmm. A team from the United States is going to compete against Korea in a Taekwondo tournament. The team consists of fighters from all over the country. Can they overcome their rivalry and work together to win? Mm. Yes, but they don't really have a rivalry. It's just four of them are all okay, and one's a douche. <laughs> yeah, one is Chris Penn. Yes, <laughs> one is Chris Penn. To give you an idea of what kind of movie this is, Eric Roberts and Chris Penn are two of the competitors <laughs> that are literally the best of the best that the United States has to offer. Indeed they are. This movie has a cast. Yeah. Do you have our <laughs> do you have our cheat sheet of, of, of I do. Oh you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh this has, of course, Eric Roberts. Yes. Our I guess main character, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah. he's not the main character, but he's the biggest star, so therefore we yeah. think he's the main character. I, I'd say he's the it's main kinda, character. He's just not the like the top fighter. Yeah. Yeah, but, he, but we it's do kind of most time pretty much told from his perspective yeah. through yeah. the majority of the movie. But yeah, Eric Roberts of uh, Christmas Rush mm-hmm. and The Ambulance. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's it? That's the only bad that, that, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. I know. I'm, I'm we shocked. We should do more. We really... Especially of... After this performance, yes. Of the mullet we, we era. Should. Oh, God. It's so good. <laughs> he has the best fucking mullet ponytail he thing has going. too much hair i, I yeah. honestly like it was bothering me no <laughs> get a fucking haircut do not get bothered by that <laughs> it's awesome uh it also has philip ree of mm-hmm. 
Hell Squad. Hell Squad. <laughs> I do not remember him being in Hell Squad, but I want to say he showed up in that scene where it was just like, hey, this girl's in a bar and suddenly there's someone there to fight her. And that's how we find out that she's one of the people who will be okay. fighting. And it's just he's the Asian assassin who shows up. Yeah. And I'll note he also uh, wrote the story mm-hmm. or co-wrote yeah. the story. Uh, James Earl Jones. Right. Uh, from Alan <laughs> Alan Quatermain. How do you say Quatermain? Quatermain? Yeah. Even though there's no R, it's Q A T E R. Yep. Main. Alan hey. Quatermain <laughs> no. and, and the Lost City of Gold. Right. And also the ambulance. Yeah. So IMDb trivia probably went nuts with the fact that, hey, this is a reunion of sorts, even though it happened before. It's a prequel reunion. Yes, yes. <laughs> Eventually they would reunite in the ambulance right. between him and uh, Eric Roberts. Yeah. Uh, Sally Kirkman, Kirkland of Gunman. Gunman. <laughs> I sure. don't know. That's a it's that's a fun movie. Yeah. That is a good, good, bad, and the ugly knockoff. Yeah. Uh Chris Penn of Fist of the North Star. <laughs> which I had forgotten that he was in Fist of the North Star, but yeah, he's the guy whose head exploded. Yes. Well, well one, of, got, one of several heads. It, that well, well, yes, but it got wrapped in leather or something, and then yeah. Mm-hmm. And then John P. Ryan of Avenging Force, Delta Force 2, and Class of 1999. Yeah. Was he the horribly racist senator in Avenging Force? Or was he just like the KKK leader type guy? He was not the main bad guy. He was just there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Class of 1999, he was like the creepy principal. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a cast. Mm -hmm. It is. One might say the best of the best. Well, I mean, that would be like Steve James and Ice T, and yeah. that would be like the Dreamcast, you know. Well, that's a Dreamcast. Dreamcast. That's, <laughs> that's a different. Oh. Thing. Well, that would be the best of the best. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the best they could do. Okay, how about that? <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> the best of the best they could do. Sure. Oh man. Yep. Yeah. So, this movie. This should be a quick one to talk about plot wise because. Man, these guys went to the Rocky Four School of Filmmaking. They yeah. sure did. Which because... is, hey, have you seen a montage before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is literally like the stop for 30 seconds, give us some dialogue, and then throw us into another montage type. Pretty much. Filmmaking. Yeah. I mean, the beginning, Eric Roberts is working in a vehicle assembly place. In Portland. In Portland. Sure. <laughs> um, he's got a kid because he like he goes home to see a kid teaches him how to ride a bike which is his first mistake right well second because he had the kid Mm -hmm. and then um, his kid walter yeah walter the child (laughs) (laughs) i mean i know there are adults named walter and obviously they were kids at some point but it just a child named walter just seems like the weirdest you call him walt or something not so like old man is just walter get on your bike let's do the thing right but he's got a wet blanket mom because he gets a, you know, he gets a letter. It's like, hey, we want you to try out for the U.S. karate team. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that, like, this entire movie is 100% Taekwondo. Yeah. They keep saying karate. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. But anyway, um, and, and the wet blanket mom is like, no, your shoulder and stuff. Because, you know. Yes. You, the you... Wet blanket mom, by the way, Oscar winner, Louise Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Very fractured. I, uh, you yeah. Know? I guess you're right. Yeah. I, uh, I, yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know why that never clicked with me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, but all, yeah, all she gets to do in this is was wet blanket, wet blanket the fuck out. Yeah, of Yeah, she's like, hey, you're, you're you have a kid now, and your shoulder is made of plastic, and maybe you shouldn't do this. And he's like, come on, mom. I don't have nothing. 
I'm just, I gotta do I got this. Nothing here. And yeah. she's like, but you have a son. And he's like, do I? Yeah, but he sucks. <laughs> yeah, but his name's Walter. Yeah. Lame. It's really tough to party and meet chicks <laughs> right. when you're dragging a kid around, especially one as lame as my son. All I do is build cars and make my kid ride a bike. Yeah. I want to live, Ma. <laughs> yeah. And we'll note, like, Eric Roberts, he's like 30 something mm-hmm. in this at this point in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he did get the letter that said, congratulations. 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 You graduated. Yes. Uh, you are the best <laughs> of the graduated. best. graduated. Yeah. Come try out to be the best of the best, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we also see Philip Ree mm-hmm. get a letter. He's got a, uh, a karate school mm-hmm. in Fresno. Or a taekwondo school. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and he breaks up a fight between some of the kids there like to show that he's a good... He's a good sensei. The he's, way they, he's not he's not Cobra Kai by no, any means. No. He is the way they cut to that. I thought it was Walter in the class. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it, like one of the yeah. kids kind of sort of like you didn't have a lot of time with him, and it just cuts, and it's like, oh, so Walter's in Taekwondo class. And it's yeah. Like, no, no, he's not. But yeah, no, no one lives anywhere near yeah. each other. No, Walter is not cool enough to be taking Taekwondo. Yeah, but he yeah. gets a letter and reads it and gives us like a yeah, and yeah. then you know, it's basically cut yeah. to. And we also see uh, interstitials of like the super highly precision South Korean team, yes. which is like 75 dudes all doing, doing the same move at the same time. And they still pick out like they only pick out four dudes because one guy's, I guess, just a shoe in. He's like, he's already their Olympic champion. It's like, well, we need well he's four got an people. eye patch. He does have an eye yeah, patch. Like, yeah. You don't fuck with a guy with an eye patch. He wins by default. Well, I mean, yeah. you, you should. I mean, someone did one side, yeah. one side. Yeah. They're, you know, easy yeah. to hit. They do not explain. No, no, they don't. What yeah. happened to his eye? But yes, and then so we we see this, and and then it's like, all right, now we are at they they basically they're not even really invited to be part of the team; they're invited to have a competition to join the to team, be part of the qualifiers. So yeah, they just go to a high school gym. It's really just it's just for show because like some of our people lose, and James Earl Jones is still, James Earl Jones is still like mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Penn gets his ass kicked. Yeah, and then he's just well, like, he they, gets disqualified. Yeah, yeah, but he's just like he's a fighter. He's in. But like what we learn is that Taekwondo is not a win or lose sport. It is by points. Mm-hmm. So even the people who are not doing very good have a spark of something mm-hmm. that James Old Jones is looking for, which why James Old Jones is a Taekwondo coach doesn't make a lot of sense and no one ever bothers to explain it. But yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. He's, he's got a little beardy mumbly guy. They with do him. say at some point that he's a veteran of the sport. So yes. he had. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, participated or been a coach or whatever. Oh, they've they've yeah, flat out explained coach. his coachness later. Yeah, but it's implied that he had been a a competitive fighter. Okay. Well, way back when. I sure. think we need a best of the best prequel. Yeah. Yeah, where he's in the Korean War and he gets injured and learns Taekwondo. Okay. As his rehab. Right. Man, if Billy Blanks wasn't old. We could have had Billy Blanks do it. I'm just saying, like, you could do, you could make a cool movie and, like, you know, you could make this whole thing of, like, he's disappointed that, uh, you know, America didn't really win the Korean War. That drives his winning, you know, <laughs> need to win now. You know, it's like, it's just, you could make, you could make a movie. Yeah. A anyway. real movie. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Um, but yes, it's competition and, you know, you get a little taste of, like, everybody. Like, there's one weird <laughs> dude from uh, Rhode Island who's just, like, space cadet. Like he's like just, first like okay so there's one there's one Italian dude named Sonny that's mm-hmm. going to be part of the team and mm-hmm. he introduces himself he's like hey I'm Sonny I'm Italian and the guy's like I used to be an Italian but now I'm a Buddhist yeah. and he's just like just kidding I was never Italian 
And that's this this guy's just like the fucking oddball. Yeah, he's just yeah. the oddball dude. It's he's like, just the hippie whatever guy. As soon as I saw him, I was like, he's the guy who's going to die to motivate the rest of the team <laughs> right. to be the best of the best. Because he yeah. fucking sucks. And he doesn't do anything. Well, he's just that weird, like, I don't actually, like, I literally... It, 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 he should have been, like, the best taekwondoer. <laughs> because, like, he seems like the guy that has, like, no grounds for human contact yeah and so like you would think like he just secretly trained all day every day right you know but, but no, no he, he he just looks like the guy who should be holding the clipboard yeah. on the sidelines but so the the dynamic is that there's there's james Earl jones as the coach um john john p ryan like shows up just like i, I don't know what he is he's the money guy or like he's the business guy he's the business part of he's it the guy which, putting it all together yeah i guess and then there's like this nerdy statis- statistician statistician dude yeah. that's like with them and um I, I don't really ever understand except he's just the highlight guy you know like he's just yeah, like he's basically the their researcher yeah. yeah he's got all the tapes of all the other guys and and then they they later bring in um sally uh kirkman you know it's just like or kirkland mm-hmm. and then um it's just like i think the money guy says they send her in because like we need to bring this person in because they have a conversation that implies that it's a dude yeah. and of course it's not it's a lady mm-hmm. um but like but she comes James Earl Jones is just like, ah, we don't need this. Get get all this out of here. And he's like, I'm the money guy. I'm going to you do what I say. And yeah. whatever. But she shows up and like her qualifications are. She trained in the East and like, what was it like? I, I Buddhism, yoga, all these things. Plus, I she has also, a belt in Taekwondo. Yeah, plus also, yeah, I won some, you know, yeah. actual martial arts tournament. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to listen to me. But James Earl Jones is just like, whatever, uh, lady. But no, he's not about it. But. Yeah. He accepts that he has to do it. Right. By the way, James Earl Jones in this movie is fucking chewing the scenery like oh, nobody's yeah. business. Like he is full blown like coach mode. I'm going to motivate all of you. Mm-hmm. I'm the big tough man. I will scream at all of you. You will respect yeah. me. And man, he is going for it and picking certain words to really enjoy along the way. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, because they they bring them all into the room mm-hmm. into the they like they they announce the five. Yep. You know, and they dramatically announce Eric Roberts last. Yes. Like, oh, I hope yeah. I hope Eric Roberts makes the team. Yep. Yeah, we've only you've only picked everyone with a speaking role at, up to this point. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. But they, but he takes them in a room and then he just he gives his big speech about you know how you are now mine. You will not have ladies. You will not have alcohol. No drugs. Yeah. Tonight's your last night of freedom. Go yeah. to the bar. Yeah. But you are, for the next three months, you're mine. you'll become a team. Yeah. And he's like, bus leaves at seven o'clock. Go. Get on. Go to the bar. Yep. So they go to just the honkiest, tonkiest bar. <laughs> the honkiest, honkiest tonkiest bar. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. The like, second like, the scene starts, you're like, this place is getting busted the fuck up. <laughs> I love that we've seen enough of these movies that as soon as you see a bar that looks like this, you're like, oh, man, this place is getting fucking wrecked. Yep. Yeah. And uh, so they're all just kind of they're paired up or just mm-hmm. off on their own doing whatever, like Sonny's playing pool. Yeah. Against... Virgil picks up a girl easily because he spills a drink on her. Yep. And Chris Penn is standing by the bathroom asking people going in if they're going to do a number one or a number two. The ladies don't seem to care for that pickup yeah. line very much because it's fucking terrible. <laughs> yeah. But eventually there's just a girl with uh, like leaning against the wall next to a guy playing pool and Kane Hodder 
playing pool. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's his girlfriend. So that's who Sonny was playing against, and he beat them despite their attempts at mm-hmm. distraction, and so yeah. they're pissed. Yeah. But yeah, so Chris Penn eventually goes over to her and is just like, hey, let's go dance. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever. So they go out. No, she seems more into it than that. Yeah, but like at first, she was just like, I guess you'll do. Mm-hmm. These assholes don't care. And like 10 minutes later, one of Kane Hodder's buddies is like, hey, you should look at the dance floor. That's your mm-hmm. girl. And then, of course, you know exactly where this is going. Yeah. Um, they they all become best friends? No. Oh. That's not, no. That's not oh. where it ever goes. <laughs> yeah. I, Chris Penn dodges the first punch thrown at him, which lands squarely in the face of the woman he was dancing with. Yeah. And because he's been established as a shitty person, he's just like, yeah, that's it. Don't take any lip from her. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn it, Chris Penn. Yep. Yeah. But then because he'd, he'd also had some horrible shit earlier in like that when he was trying to get Virgil to go out with them where he's right. Basically trying to discuss labia with him and, and Virgil's like, I don't want to hear about any of this. Yep. I'm trying to meditate here. But, but then Chris Virgil Penn, goes out anyway. But yeah, Chris Penn is just like he's been an asshole thus far. Yeah, so this, like this only guys, consider, continues that streak. Yeah, they all get along. It's just Chris Penn just hates them all for no reason. That's that's the only conflict amongst them, mm-hmm. really. The other four guys are fine, but he turns his back and they immediately murder him with a pool cue. Yeah. And Eric Roberts goes to make a phone call. Yeah. The whole time he's talking to his son and his <laughs> mother. <right>. Yes. <laughs> like in a phone booth, like off around it's, the side. Yeah, like like he the, can't the see any of the action. Yeah, yeah. He's back in this little alcove that can't see what's going on until one of the fighting participants goes flying through the wall back mm. there. And he's like, I got to go. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, this... because it, well, Tommy tries to stop all the fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Philip Ree, Tommy. Yeah. He, he's like, <laughs> yes, unfortunately named Tommy Lee. Yes. Tommy Lee. Yeah. Tries to stop all the fighting. Yeah. He's like, a, you, we don't want to fight. We're going to go. And of course, the rednecks are like, no, we're going to kick his ass yep. and fight so now. Then, yeah. So they do. They start busting this mm-hmm. place up. Yep. Meanwhile, James Earl Jones has walked in mid-fight <laughs> and looks around and is like, hmm, and sits down, gets a drink at the bar. Seems and, like he's enjoying this. And just happily sips it while men are being thrown around, like guys fly over the bar next to him. Into a pinball yeah, he, machine. And he's, he's drinking like a little snifter of brandy or something yeah. fancy. Yeah. Because he's just kind of picking up off the bar like, oh, person's <laughs> getting slid on the bar. And, ooh, I better pick my feet back. Yep. Mm-hmm. But dudes are getting fucking wrecked. Mm-hmm. Like, just fucking wrecked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, One dude gets defenestrated hard in slow motion. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Eric Roberts kicks him through. No, it's not Eric Roberts. It's the other guy. No, Eric Roberts kicks him. Oh, guy. it is Eric Roberts? Yeah. Okay. Because when he comes back out, he's just... He's not even paying attention to who's fighting. He's just walking down the aisle of this bar, just punching mm-hmm. people. And it, that's like one of the last shots is him kicking this dude through a window. Um, and I think that's about the time James Earl Jones is like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And then I like that the two bartenders are just standing back there like, the fuck? Yeah, it's like, hey, <laughs> at least offer to pay for this yeah. shit. <laughs> that's usually how these scenes end is someone throws a wad of cash at the bartender. You're the worst of the worst. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. But yeah, then it's just the next day and they're all kind of hung over and they're they're in the main gym and they come in and and, and he's immediately like take take 20 laps around the yeah. field. And so he's like, but that's five miles. Yeah. He's <laughs> James like, oh, you, like, you can add fast, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. And this this pretty much begins the entire second act montage. Like the, su- the much, second yeah. they start running and it's just it's kind of cut with them going, oh, it's so far. Yeah, it's so hot. 
it, it's, fun- so it's funny at first that, okay, so these five guys have been picked because they are the best Taekwondoers of the country, mm-hmm. but then any task they are given to do outside of that, they're fucking useless. They're, they're the bad news bears. They just mm-hmm. like, here's jump ropes. Ugh, how jump rope work? You know, again, I can't run. Again, yeah. mostly just Chris Penn. And then he was like sucking so bad. He was messing up the one who did dude who did know how to jump rope. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, Sally Kirkland's out there like, hey, do yoga and shit. And he's just like laying there with a towel on top of his head. Just yeah. like, <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. And this is all intercut with footage of the Korean team mm-hmm. doing all kinds of Rocky Four shit. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, climbing up mountains and punching trees Just to death. Just running through snow yeah. in slow motion. Well, they've got some crazy, like, human domino wood plank thing where yes. it's just like people are, like, falling over and punching the next one, which knocks over the next person and they punch Oh, that's another. the footage they show the guys to yeah. intimidate oh, them. Oh, is that yeah. what it is? To okay. be like, You'll, this is why we yeah. need to be the best of the best. Because yeah. yeah. then they show them footage of each individual person. like, here's who you're going to fight. He has murdered 12 men in the ring. <laughs> Have fun. You know, and like nerdy guys like gulp. You know? Yeah. Um, and eventually like, like, you know, they've, they've given everyone, Oh, you know, he's the 1984 champion, 1985 champion, 1986 champion. You know, they're all, and they, and the one that they give Tommy is guy with an eye patch, mm-hmm. you know, who the, he's like, he's, he's the baddest motherfucker in Korea. He's the guy they didn't even have to pick. Yeah. He was just there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like the undisputed number one in the world. Yep. And you get to fight him. <laughs> yep. Now, For that guy, there really is no I in team. <laughs> oh. Well, there's one. Well, there's one. <laughs> yeah. There's one I in team. So there had been a, a brief conversation earlier where Eric Roberts is like, hey, you got any brothers or sisters? And the guy's like, no. And turns off the light and is just like, go to bed. Mm-hmm. So we're like, uh, uh-huh. So as he's learning that he's going to have to fight this guy, we start getting this flashback. Mm-hmm. And you know it's a flashback because it's in black and white. Oh, yeah. Um, Of a younger guy in an eye patch fighting this other guy. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much implied that the kid sitting in the stands with the ice cream cone is Tommy mm-hmm. and a uh, guy with the eye patch murders that guy's brother. Yes. Just Ivan Drago's him right in the middle of the ring. Yep. And, <laughs> and as he dies, the kid drops the ice cream cone. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's we... very important symbolism. Yes. Because it comes back. <laughs> yep. Hey, that's filmmaking, Chuck. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Chekhov's ice cream. Yep. <laughs> but they he drops the ice cream. I, I, I do like it. I don't think they show it till later, mm-hmm. but the shot of the doctor just getting up and walking away with his bag. Yeah. He's he like, really does. He's just like, yeah, he's like, man, that's, uh, that's right. in the shot where the, the coaches are watching the tape mm-hmm. of this murder. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's because it transitions to them watching it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Man, you know what you're doing? Pairing him up with the guy who killed his brother, and he's like, "Yeah, probably. I don't know." Yeah, I just like that doctor walking away. Like, I'm, I am not the guy you want to call. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, probably dead. I should yeah, he's go. Like, yeah. Actually, I'm just a dentist. Yeah. Like, I I, I've got some yeah. band aids here. That's all I really. I have this weird yeah. thing. I work on living people. So yeah. uh, this guy, shit. Yeah, murdered. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So that then becomes motivation for Tommy, which is just. Oh mm-hmm. God! This guy killed my brother. I have to kill him. Mm, yeah. I want. I want to back up one second. This is backing up a bit, but like James Earl Jones is like motivation speech when they all first come together, and he's just like, you know, the, you're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. I, I like that at one point because it, I don't know why. I, I think it's the um, the super slow, heavily inflected dialogue that he gives in this one. It's the first time this ever like clicked with me because coaches say this all the time, like you're gonna, you know. You're going to eat competition and crap team teamwork or something like that. No, he says you're going to eat, sleep and crap competition. Competition. It's like, and I was like, so wait a second. <laughs> I, I don't know why. It's just like I had time to think with with his long dialogue. And I was like, 
competition's supposed to be hard. Yeah. You don't want to crap hard things. So he's really trying to tell him to be soft because mm-hmm. that's what you want to crap. Yeah. I don't know mm. if you're aware how, you know. Maybe he was encouraging work. to have some sort of crap competition. Oh, it's just like have your fiber one bars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like, fiber, you fill the bowl the fastest. Yeah. Fiber, fiber yeah. power of the one. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Just like it. It's a thing that's thrown out in lots of like, you know, coach hype I know. speeches, but I'm like, I yeah. would be the guy laughing at that and then being the one who's makes Made, everyone makes have everyone to run, run another laps, yeah. Yes. But coach, like, coach, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. You want to crap soft things. So you want us to be soft in the competition? Yes. You want us to rip ourselves? <laughs> you want us to rip ourselves a new asshole? Yeah. Coach, I don't understand. Yeah, just, what are you saying, yeah. coach? What does that mean? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. sorry. No. I but yeah, but this leads to the conflict in Tommy that he has to fight this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And and he doesn't and he, know, and he's and it's been established he's trying to be a good person who's not about that life, right? Yeah, he's very clearly like whenever they're sparring and stuff, he's holding back, mm-hmm. and eventually James Earl Jones is like, "Dude, you you got to stop holding back because otherwise, what good are you?" And he's like, "Yeah, whatever, coach." Yeah, Cause, well, because they've got this Rocky Four style kick bag, which you know, glasses nerd stats guy has got mm-hmm. like hooked up to a computer, and it's just doing the like. <laughs> I love that, like, how casually he's reading off the things. He's like, 51 miles an hour, 372 pounds per square inch or something yeah. like that. But he just mumbles it. And, like, and then, you know, so Tommy kicks the bag once and, and James Earl Jones is like, no, yeah. you're still holding back. <laughs> and so he gets, like, quick flashback and kicks the bag again, which, like, sends nerdy. <laughs> yeah, it concusses Virgil. Yeah, yeah, Virgil just goes flying back. And, it, and it, I think it actually makes the computer spark and blow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then he immediately just is like, what have I done? And turns around and like goes to yeah. quit the team, basically. Well, the thing that happens, too, is it, that happens immediately after um, some stuff with Eric Roberts happens where his dumbass kid gets hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. He gets a phone call. He's like, mm-hmm. and, hey, Ma, what? Oh, I got to go. Yeah. Well, and he basically goes to James Earl Jones. is like, listen, coach. And, and he's like, you're late for practice. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but my kid. He's yeah, like, he's like, he's like my kid. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of is. And, and then he's like, he's like, my my son. He, he got he's he got hit by a car. That he might lose his leg. Well, he was I riding his go. bike. Yeah, yeah. And and, and <laughs> James Earl Jones is just like, it's three days to the competition. You leave. Don't come back. And he's like, Eric Roberts starts one of his many well, yeah, crying he, speeches. Well, and he's like, you have a choice to make, Eric Roberts. And Eric Roberts is like. It's no choice at all. It's <laughs> my dream, but that's my boy. Yeah. Bye. So he goes, yeah. and James Earl Jones is like, bye. Yeah. He's a little shocked. He's just like, I can't believe he actually left. Yeah. <laughs> he was supposed to stay. Yeah. But yeah, he goes and... He goes and uh, tenderly holds his kid's hand, and his kid wakes up. Well, and... he goes to the hospital. The doctor's oh, like, "Oh well, yeah." His the doctor his, like his, doesn't his, lead uh, with the the most important bit of information. He's like, "Look, your kid was in a car accident. And he's broken his leg. That's not what's important right now. He's in a coma." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The whole speech was like, "My kid was in a car accident. He might lose his leg." Yeah, yeah. and then he gets there. And he's like, eh, "Leg's not really the problem." Yeah, coma. No, we put that in a cast. It's yeah. fine. Coma. Kid's in a coma. Yeah. We don't know when he's gonna wake up. Brain don't work. <laughs> your kid's terminally stupid. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, he was like that before? Oh, yeah. no, he'll be oh, fine. He's, fine. Yeah. he's just sleeping there. <laughs> <laughs> he's just taking a little nappy poo. Yeah. But so, like, Eric Roberts sits there, which you think is, like, days and days and days. Mm-hmm. It's really, like, six hours. Yeah. And then the kid wakes up, and he's like, great, you're awake. I got to go back. See ya. Mm-hmm. I got to be the best of the best. Right. And he goes back in, and James Earl Jones, he, he comes in during the, the bag-kicking mm-hmm. scene, and yeah. James Earl Jones is like, nope, want no part of you. Get the alternate. And it's during that that 
Tommy does the thing, breaks the bag, yeah. and we're, then we're, quits. We're, well, yeah, because Eric Roberts begs. I mean, he's like, I've never been good at anything in my life. <laughs> you coach, I'm, I will beg if you want me to beg. I'll come back. It's, it's basically Eric Roberts doing the officer in a gentleman's speech. Yeah, yeah he's kind of. Like, I got no place else to go. Yeah. Yep. And James Earl <laughs> Jones is like, Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And Get and out. so the rest of them are just like, Baffling Damn. Yeah. That's that's cold. That's cold, coach. And, and now there's only three of us and we're all supporting characters. Yeah, and that's basically <laughs> what, what gets Tommy pissed off enough to kick the bag. Yeah. It seems like it. It's either that or the memory of his ice cream cone being lost. <laughs> yes. I think it was both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I think the ice cream cone in that metaphor was Eric Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he had fallen and then, you know, that tragedy happened and so he was like murder the bag. So he yeah. did. Yeah. Um, but, but then then he goes outside and hops on his bike and Eric Roberts is like you can't leave. Yeah. You leave, you're an asshole. Yeah. He's like, well, he just rides off. So oh, yeah. it's like, well, I guess you're an well, asshole. Well, Eric Roberts, like, Eric Roberts, like, I, I don't know what he thought he was getting into with this movie, but he's got like six Oscar clip speeches in this movie. Mm-hmm. This is one of them where he's like, you can put the pain inside and hide it and it'll... You could be like me, and life will be terrible. But or you can deal with it now. Well, they had a scene earlier because if you don't, you're just an asshole. Because Tommy was like, "I want to kill him," and Eric Roberts says, "So kill him, yeah. <laughs> do it, yeah, be the best of the best." Yeah, they, fucking murder that. Yes, guy. there is the point where he's punching the punching the heavy bag, yeah. like. And it's all dark. And Eric Roberts just comes and he's like, we missed you in the shower. He said a dark. You didn't make your way back. Smoky room. Let's just go to bed. The brightest red members only jacket and nothing else. Just punching this bag. And Eric yep. Roberts just sneaks in behind him. And is like, hey, it's like, you missed shower time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my love. Yeah. My Let's do pottery. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but I, I just love that Tommy's like, they're training too. He's like, well, they have to sleep too. Yeah. You have to sleep yeah. mm-hmm. with it, me. It, <laughs> so Please. Tommy, Tommy rides off on his motorcycle. Oh, yeah. Tommy's mm-hmm. like, yeah. yeah, I guess I'm an asshole yep. later. And, you know, ha- he's just riding off. Eric Roberts, for some reason, does not leave. He he, st- he keeps hanging out there. Like, he shaves. He's He's got his boombox ready, and he's going to be playing some Peter Gabriel <laughs> right. at, at Tulsa Doom at some point. He's going to be like, take me back. <laughs> but there's this weird moment of... James Earl Jones comes in to talk to him and then just cut to them in the gym and they're like, okay, I guess he's back because well, he's no. suited up. Well, what happens is the three, uh, the the remaining three are like, coach, you, you got to let Eric Roberts back on right. the team. Yeah, they, they kind of do the Rudy thing. of Yeah, like, it, like like even even Chris Penn and and he's like, you since when do you care about anyone but yourself? Yeah, just now. And he's like, yeah, he literally says, oh, just now. That's the turn for the Chris Penn character. Nothing happens to him. He doesn't learn his lesson or anything like that. It's no, just no, like, no, no. oh, I, shit, the two stars of this movie are gone. I think <laughs> I think the turn actually happened a little bit earlier. There was there was a moment because like he got he got a little racist with Tommy at one point in time. Well, several times. Yeah. But then there's yeah, one, there is that there's that one scenes. there's one final time where it's like he's just in Tommy's face for kind of like no reason. And everyone's like, hey, man. And they're all like, back off. Tommy's like, back off. I got this. I got this. Yeah. And then like. He basically says something like, "I mean, he's calling him a coward." Well, yeah, yeah. but he would. But then he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I think you're yellow." Yellow, and and Tommy just finally like beats him at his own game by going, "Well, yeah, obviously." And then everyone's just like, "Ha ha!" ha," And laughs at Chris (laughs) Penn. He's just like, "Well, you took the piss out of my racism." (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I think that's where he actually like turns the corner. I guess, but there's never a moment of, "Hey, you're all right." 
that just yeah, never no, happens. No. It's just suddenly yeah. he's just, just like, like he's like I'm, yeah. There's no you can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I think they just had to laugh at his face and yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyway, so Tommy is still out riding his bike. Well, he gets to a gas station to fill mm-hmm. up on gas because he needs to just keep going, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he stops. And is watching a family come out of this gas station and get into their family truckster. And kid, little kid has an ice cream cone mm-hmm. and he drops it. And it echoes the moment that he dropped his ice cream cone. And then the bigger, the older brother hands him his ice cream cone. And not Tommy, the, the little right. kid. Yeah. And Tommy just has this look like, yeah, I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> if, my, just... if my older brother was still alive, he would have given me his ice cream. Now imagine how it would have gone if it was actual life. And the older brother just smashed him in the face with the ice cream cone. Yeah, he didn't even get gas. Like he's not gonna yeah, make it he back. Didn't get gas. But <laughs> I just like in real life, the the older brother would totally be like, "Ah, you dumb fuck." Yeah, you it, don't it, get ice cream. It was a full service gas station. He did get gas. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, they used to have those, and they still do in like New Jersey. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because they don't trust anyone to actually pay for their gas. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I think New Jersey did away with that. I think they have self self pumps now. Mm. I could be wrong. Yeah. Anywho, doesn't matter. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, yes. so so yes, he comes back and well, well, what happens is they're they're getting ready and uh, James Earl Jones storms in and and the uh, and the the money man is after him and he's like he's like you'll have to fire me. Yeah, it's weird. This because is what we're doing. This cuts from James Earl Jones going in to talk to Eric Roberts before he even says a word. It cuts to James Earl Jones arguing with the money guy mm-hmm. as they're walking into the gym. Yeah. It feels like there's a chunk of this movie missing. Yeah, it does. Because they go back into the gym and Eric Roberts is like, hey, and then. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, because James Earl Jones is like, my decision is final. Yeah. He's on the team. Right. You know, and that's when Eric Roberts walks in. Everyone's like, yay, Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts is here. So they're like, no, he's like, now we have a plane to catch. Yeah. Go. Yeah. So they go get on the plane or they go to the airport and they're waiting for the plane. Mm -hmm. And then Tommy shows up. Yeah. And then James Earl Jones is like, there will be no apologies. Here you go. Here's your ticket. Yeah. And everyone's like, hooray again. <laughs> we are a team. Yeah. And he shakes hands with Chris Penn mm-hmm. after faking him out. Yeah. No, he, he doesn't he, shake his hand. He goes for Chris Penn handshake. offers him the handshake and he go. Tommy pretends like he's going to shake his hand and then pulls it back like, ah, and then they high five. Yeah. Yeah. And then he hugs. But yes. Roberts. So they're all friends. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're all friends now. Mm-hmm. The best friends of the best friends. Mm-hmm. So time to go to Korea. Yeah. For the thing. Mm-hmm. And that's the rest of the movie is this thing is the tournament. Hosted by Ahmad Rashad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the Ahmad Rashad. Yeah, it's a get. <laughs> yes, the yes. one and only. Yes. The, he is there to explain yes, if you what wanted, the hell is if going on. If you wanted on. a man to interview Michael Jordan lovingly, Ahmad yeah. Rashad was your man. But yes. before that, right. he was... He's also the guy who basically like says, so we're here for this Taekwondo tournament where there will be karate, Muay Thai, Judo. I don't know. We didn't really think about this when we were writing this yep. movie. Yeah. It's all full contact, but it's yeah. also based on points. And if there's a tie, you got to smash some bricks. Yeah, or <laughs> knock someone out and you win. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yes, because there is a scene where they have demonstrated that they are learning to smash the bricks. Mm-hmm. And it's the, uh, the... Sally Kirkland. Sally Kirkland is the first one to demonstrate yeah. it. Because that's when... James Earl Jones is setting her up to fail. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, she will demonstrate. I'm a little upset because they, they say clearly that you can use your hand or your head to right. break as many bricks as you can. And nobody uses their head. No one ever uses their head. Maybe don't they, throw that line in there. I don't know. Maybe they're all using their head by using their hand. Hmm. Wow, that's deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, the rest of the movie is the tournament. Uh, mm-hmm. 
it's all very awkward because so it's obviously it's in Korea. So yeah. they are the home team and they are the ones getting cheered for. So whenever the Americans do anything, it is stunned silence. Mm hmm. So that's awkward. Mm -hmm. Well, plus not only that, but like the first two dudes just straight up lose pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. oh they get fucking murked. Like Virg get, Virgil yeah. and uh, Sonny just. Yeah. yeah, Sonny gets his ass kicked, but it's it's like 11 to 9 or 11 to 7, I think, is the yeah. score. Mm -hmm. And then Virgil gets fucking wrecked because yeah. the score is like 20 to 9 after that. Like mm -hmm. he, he got almost fucking blanked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it was bad because like that's what I'm saying. This guy was like so awkward that it was like shouldn't you be good at something mm -hmm. you're obviously not good at communicating or you know. <laughs> they got some points mm -hmm. and then what happens mm -hmm. chris penn gets in there and he loses also but he he, he gets a lot the guy of points. to a draw basically yeah he gets enough points to where it's mm -hmm. not a massive <laughs> Yeah. Not really. It's pretty. It's still pretty one sided. It's just he gets to a point where they have equal number of points. Yeah. And it becomes the brick off. Mm -hmm. you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. He ties it and then they have to do the brick off yeah. and he gets he smashes like I think there's 10 of them and he, he smashes yeah. through seven. And then the other guy uses some weird technique where like he hits it thumb first. Yeah. It's like it's like a downward strike with like the thumb. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a name, name for it. it yeah. But I the European grip. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But like. Holy shit. That, I mean, besides hurting a lot because it's the wrong side of the hand for contact mm -hmm. and stuff, mm -hmm. like, that's a real good way to separate your shoulder real fast. Yep. Just because, like, you're coming down completely wrong motion, wrong yeah. muscles. Yeah. But Ugh. either way, this guy smashes through, like, nine of them. Yeah. And I love that the that the, <laughs> the ref, like, walks over and counts Chris Penn's. He's like, you don't have to count them. Yeah. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, so, he, he's bawling. Yeah, like he's yeah. just like tears are streaming yeah. down his face. What are you counting him for? Yeah. <laughs> I know he won. Yeah. And one thing I find interesting about this movie is they keep cutting back to the Korean team mm -hmm. and the coaches are like yelling at the guys and telling them stuff and doing it in Korean mm -hmm. and they don't subtitle any of it. No. And it's not just like, you know, two seconds of shouting. It's like five to ten seconds of like if you knew Korean, you'd actually know what they were saying to them. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting that they spend that much time on those those cutaways to them yeah. where they don't subtitle any of it. Mm -hmm. I, I just I don't know. It's something interesting that like you don't see very often where like they either subtitle it or they just like they make it so quick that it doesn't even matter. Yeah. To a point where I was starting to think maybe iTunes fucked up and didn't yeah. have <laughs> didn't have the, I, the I, subtitles. I do kind of wonder because I've never seen this before. So, yeah, I, I didn't have HBO. When this would have been on HBO like every weekend. every week, yeah, <laughs> I we we neglected to mention that uh, um, James Earl Jones flew in his kid and his uh, mom. oh yes, yeah. he's recently recovered from a coma. Yeah, kid Bro broken, still freshly broken leg kid <laughs> to Korea. Well, he had a nurse with him. <sighs> his <Yes>. mom. <laughs> ah, I get it. Yeah, but but I and, and, and there is a point where Eric Roberts like looks over. He's like. What's my kid doing here? Yeah. And James Earl Jones. Jones you. Yeah. That's what's funny is like James Earl Jones is suddenly kind of like friendly with all of them. now. Well, what happened? Where okay. He's been like. So uh, Sally Kirkland confronts James Earl Jones. Like, why are you such a dick? James Earl Jones. And he's like, 15 years ago, I was that kid's coach. Mm -hmm. The one that got killed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, the, the dude's brother. Yeah. Because it died because of me because I was. Yeah. The geeky. Being the best I could be, though. The geeky the best. coach finally let her know because yeah. she's like, I don't understand what's wrong with Tommy. Right. And, and she's like, there's two pages missing from his file. Yeah. What's going on? And he's like, you didn't get it from me. And so she now knows that James Old Jones has set him up to fight the man who killed his brother. Right. And she like flips out on him justifiably for that. Yeah. 
And James Earl Jones is like, look, I don't care if these guys lose. I just want them to try as hard as they can. And right now, I don't think they're trying as hard as they can. That's all I want them to do. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that 15 years ago, I was the coach of that kid. And that kid died because I didn't make him be the he best he could be. didn't take it seriously. Yeah. So they thought, I all thought it was fun and games. Yeah. So I can't fail. I have to I have to yeah. be hard ass until someone loses a guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at this thing, it's like James Earl Jones just becomes like happy-go-lucky one-liner machine yeah. that's all he's doing he's just like yeah i brought your kid in and hey get him and you know and just he's, he's doing like well i mean i guess this is beforehand but i mean he's doing like the ambulance smile yeah you know like mm -hmm. the thing like we were marveling about it in the ambulance where it's like i've never seen james Earl jones do this weird sly smile thing and right. he's doing it left and right in that yeah well yeah. he starts doing it at the end of this movie too. yeah he's yep. just kind of wandering around just having fun just like well you know yeah, fight it's, him it's almost like he's can. a different character at this point yeah it, it's a little odd yeah but. whatever weight has been lifted from his shoulders we didn't mm -hmm. see that yeah. scene because i think about halfway three quarters of the way through the movie you were like when is someone going to punch james Earl jones in the face because like that's the they, kind of character he was being yeah i honestly thought that eric roberts at some point was just gonna fucking spin kick him well because like, like like after he's like you no, you're not you're not yeah. allowed on the team because you went to visit your son who was in a coma yeah. right and yeah because like i mean that's the height of assholeism yeah because yeah. oh, sure. eric roberts was like don't you have a heart and he's like no well and it's also <laughs> like what the fuck's the alternate gonna do? Yeah, he yeah. hasn't been training with them. Yeah, like, like he all he does is Eric, hold your feet when you're doing yeah, setups. Eric Roberts <laughs> is still your best bet for all that, because as they show, he's basically the second to last one to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like he's second to Tommy. I don't know. They claim it's going by weight class, but eh. I'm sure. Yeah. No, no. Either way, they're down big. Eric Roberts's story was not the main story of this tournament. Yeah. So if they were going by weight class, why was Chris Penn like? in the middle yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean that throws that theory right out the window yeah. so. maybe, maybe they weren't going in any kind of order maybe it was just yeah. staggered like yeah. whatever yeah i don't know but either way now it's eric roberts turn to fight him yeah boy is it yep <laughs> and ahmad rashad is uh you know he's like oh he's he's taking three three years off but he's back mm-hmm and, and he's and doing like, remarkably well james Earl jones's advice to him is just like don't let him hit you in the shoulder <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Mm -hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So So it he fights this guy pretty well. Like he's pretty much beating him. I mean, the guy's still getting some hits in. Because mm -hmm. I mean these fights are they they're longer than we're making them sound, but they oh, yeah, yeah. they go yeah. on for quite a while. And And I can't can't quite figure it out because it doesn't seem like a straight up like kick to the face doesn't count as a point unless you go down. Yeah, it's because like, I don't understand the point there's, system. There's a lot of contact. Like, I mean, and you know, karate kid style karate tournaments it's like you, you touch just, him yeah you get one decent contact unblocked it's like point you know mm -hmm. step back well this yeah because i mean there's like a guy will get spin kicked in the face but then he'll like come just, back yeah. and jab the guy in the stomach yeah, and they're like shake point. it off just, whoop, yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like they've spin kicked to the face didn't get a point yes. but jabbing the dude in the stomach did ahmad rashad does not properly explain the point system <laughs> no life does not properly explain that point system yeah. but either way he's he's beating him pretty handily mm -hmm. and they get into the third round and the guy decides to get dirty and immediately basically like he judo throws him onto he, his shoulder basically. Yeah, he, yeah well he judo throws him and as he's getting up he basically just does this chop kick down onto his shoulder and just fucking wrecks it yep mm -hmm. Dislo uh, yeah separates it yeah yeah he, he yeah he separates it yeah and to which eric roberts just starts flopping around like a fish he goes down like a soccer player oh man <laughs> he cannot stand up just 
No. Despite his shoulder being the problem. <laughs> yeah. He's just they're like, they're trying to help him up and he's just like <laughs> legs don't work anymore. Th- 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 yeah. This is again, this is like Oscar moment for him because he's going nuts. Yes. And he's like screaming and he's like like you honestly kind of feel like, holy shit, did somebody actually do something to him? Because he is yeah. freaking out. Like someone severed his foot. Yeah. And, 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 and it yeah. should be noted, like he he's he hasn't like tied it or made them get ahead in points, Mm-mm. but like He's basically it's basically like nine points to two or something like that. He's he's yeah. he's caught them up a but lot. He'll lose yeah. he'll lose out right though if he's counted out. Yeah, yeah. If, if he's disqualified or or if or, he if yeah. he's knocked out, like he gets none of those points. Yes. Right. So he just starts screaming at Tommy, pop it, yeah. pop it, Tommy, pop it. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> and everyone's like, no, Eric Roberts, you'll ruin your career. Well, yeah. Well, the, James Old Jones is like, well, we're done here. Yeah. Like we're not going to do. Yeah. This. No, it's not yeah. worth it. No. What, what yeah. the hell are you doing? And he's yeah. like, no, Tommy, pop it. Yeah. <laughs> And so Tommy's like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> but there, there's one point where they they go to hold him down before Tommy even takes hold of him. Mm-hmm. And he just lets out the most wonderful girly scream. Oh, yeah. And it's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> he goes to the stratosphere oh, yeah. with this, whatever he's doing. Oh, it's so Listen, good. I can tell you, <laughs> popping your shoulder out of socket does not feel good. No, no, of course at not. At all. Mm-hmm. I believed but it. I believed he was hurt. It hurts worse when it goes back in. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the part they don't tell you about. Yeah, it's way worse going back in. But they he pops, you know, he does some move. Well, he almost puts him in like an arm bar, and apparently pops his shoulder back yeah. in place. Yeah, but his shoulder's not working. They they just oh yeah they, they just, just strap, strap it to him. You know, yeah. trust me, you don't want to do anything with that <laughs> right. shoulder. Oh, no. Right, I know. This is not want to do kid. a damn he thing. He doesn't do magic clapping and then just rub the heat yeah. on it. And it's fine. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, no. But, yeah. So they literally wrap it up against his body yeah mm-hmm. and sally kirkland just comes over and is just like no pain right doesn't hurt and he's like <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah take your bullshit somewhere else right. and so it's just like all you got to do is not get hit for 30 seconds yeah go and not only does he do that he, you know he's just kind of dancing around for a little bit but then he gets like a straight up kick on the dude like well he gets an uppercut on him yeah, yeah. for one yeah. and then the guy comes back and that's when he just does another kick and mm-hmm. like kicks him over the like the announcer's table or something yeah, and yeah kicks him out of the ring to which like, we're you know time over and yeah. it's like yeah hooray you survived mm-hmm. good job guy mm-hmm. and got another point yes you'll never use your arm again <laughs> but you won <laughs> I bet it's fine in the sequel mm-hmm. I bet it's fine yeah <laughs> uh yeah, yeah so it's Tommy's turn yeah now it's time for the actual plot fight versus the cyclops yeah. mm-hmm. and it's a lot of straight up blow for blow fights the dude hits them dirty a couple times it's a lot of like really dirty hardcore fighting i mean mm-hmm. these guys are and i i if i read the trivia correctly these guys are brothers like yep. the actors yeah. are brothers so yeah i noticed the same last name i didn't want to say yeah because i i did i couldn't find it in the trivia that they were yeah. brothers but yeah that but, makes sense yep but i mean god they beat each other's asses mm-hmm. like both ways yeah i I mean all of the fighters in this are like realistically bloodied yeah oh yeah throughout yeah Um, the korean team in their white suits or white yeah there's like blood all over those things yeah um they get close to the end of this and tommy has just he's like five points down yeah but he is like almost massacred this guy like this guy is barely alive at this point but Tommy's not doing too well either. No, no. I mean, they're but, both worn the fuck out. But Tommy's got a little more going on. Because well, yeah, he's guy. basically gotten his second wind or whatever. Yeah, dude, at the end dude of it. kicks him in the crotch, which sends him over. You know, like he gets some time to go sit down. Yeah, you know, it's a timeout. Oh, there are some good cutaways of of James Earl Jones going illegal blow. Yeah, <laughs> but so like they're like 
yeah, if you, you know, if he's wobbling on it, there, there's one point where he gets called over to the corner. And he's just like, he's wobbling on his feet. If you knock him out, you know, you automatically win. We win. Mm-hmm. He's like, what if you knocked me out first? And then they just stagger around. And he he basically mur- I, he basically murders this dude well, so much that like the eye patch comes off at yeah, some point. Yeah. I do like the cutaway to the other guy when he's uh when they're doing that break, though. Mm-hmm. And the guy tries to give him water and he just like smacks it away yeah. all across the room. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, there there is a, there is a point where like he has kicked this dude's ass so much that he is just like out of in- instinct just stood back up and is just like the drunkest dude you've ever mm-hmm. s- like barely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the, it's like that you know dude that's on heroin. It's like how is he still standing? Yeah. Well, like, it's just you the, know like it's just like it's there's just no the character reason. in Mortal Kombat when it says yeah. finish him. <laughs> yes. He's just kind of stagging just, around, yeah. and just kind of swaying. In and place. this is this is the moment for Tommy to finish him. Yeah, and everything slows down. And Eric Roberts actually comments to himself, he's going to kill him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he hits him, he's going to kill James him. James Earl Jones goes, no. no. <laughs> not a long, prolonged, like, not a It's in slow dramatic... motion, but it's still just like, no. It's just like, get off the couch, dog. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, it, it is very much the, no, no, no. Yeah, no. And then Eric Roberts slow motion like, go kill him, Tommy. Yeah. But Tommy is like clinching up like, oh. I could so kill him. Well, I could so murder him. Well, he did the same thing. Like, so he something about the way his his stance was. Mm-hmm. He changed it up like right before he almost murdered Virgil through the kick bag. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like he he does the same thing. And everyone's like, oh, he's in murder stance. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's, he's murdered up. Yeah. Here he mm-hmm. comes. And uh, he just waits until time expires. Mm-hmm. And then the dude falls down. And yep. he loses by one point. And yep. they lose 33 to 32. Yep. Mm-hmm. America loses. Mm-hmm. For the second time in Korea. <laughs> yeah. And nobody's sure how to react to this. Well, no. Um, I mean, the, the Korean crowd is like, dope, we won. Hooray. Korea number one mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And everyone on the American side is just like, well, he yeah. didn't kill well, him. And James Earl Jones <laughs> immediately comes up to him right after that and says, never forget you won that fight. Yeah. yeah. The battle's done and we kind of won. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this is where it gets really weird. Mm-hmm. So we've had this like action movies have taught us that this guy's going to murder him. Mm-hmm. That that you get revenge yeah. for your brother. Do it. And he doesn't. And you're like, all right, that's fine. So they go to the medal ceremony and they give all the Koreans their medals. And then the, the last guy, the guy who killed his brother, mm-hmm. hobbles over to Tommy and and everyone's like, oh, what? what's, what's going to happen? And he just gives him this speech of. Yeah, he says in English, he basically said, you know. Something about mercy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I forget how it is, but he basically says, you know, one who shows compassion. Right. Deserves the true winner. Yeah, is, yeah. is the true winner. And this, and this has stayed with me this entire time. And I would be yeah. honored if I was your brother and then gives him the medal. Mm-hmm. And you're like, OK, that's a nice moment. That makes sense. That's yep. that. Okay, that kind of that's okay. Yep. And then the rest of the Korean team goes over to the yeah. American guys well, and gives them their medals. The guy who fought Eric Roberts comes <laughs> yeah. over and he says, you know, I know everything about you. Yeah. And puts a medal on him. Eric yeah. Roberts goes, well, I know everything I need to know about you. Yeah. Or uh, something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. all right, it's okay, fine. fine. Maybe you needed to give mm-hmm. Eric Roberts a moment to whatever. Plus, you know, those are the two that actually kind of won their matches. Yeah. And, you know. But the other three guys also get the medals. And yeah. you're just like, no, those guys fucking no, suck. No, Virgil got wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Virgil doesn't deserve shit. Yeah. So that's. But yeah, but then they're all they all raise their hands in victory. Yeah. And they sure. freeze frame on that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But I. OK. As someone who loves John Woo movies, mm-hmm. I totally get 
Asian melodrama in that manner. And this is very much, very, very, very much in that same vein of, of like men being manly and competing in these horrible things, but also having compassion and honor with between one another. And it's like, it's that sort of thing. And I get totally what they're going for. And for me, those moments work because of the way those guys on the Korean team deliver their lines. Right. Like, I, I know it's a weird way to end it. I would have been. It really is. I would have been fine with just the one guy coming over and giving Tommy the medal. I almost was like, "All right, fine." Eric Roberts give him a medal too. Technically, Mm -hmm. he won and he persevered through a horrible injury to do that. But the other three guys, honestly, fuck them. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I I honestly, there's there's that shot. I mean, even Chris, like honestly, Chris Penn could have. Maybe lost on a on a fucking penalty kick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yes, there there was a shot where um, Dehan, the the top Korean dude, hobbles over mm-hmm. to Tommy, and it's just it's like a close up shot where you like it's just metal up, and I I would have lost my ever loving <laughs> shit if he had just like out of nowhere like produced an ice cream cone yeah, up yes. into, <laughs> up into frame. <laughs> I swear to God, I would yep. give this. All of the jocks uh, from now to the end of time, if yep. the, a magical ice cream cone had just come up and been like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no. Because, um, I mean, the ending, it, it's it's robot jocks. It's we can live. We can both live. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but I, three of you know. <laughs> like, three of you, <laughs> three of you don't died in the early live. rounds. Yeah. You don't get to know. Yeah. But yeah. then we're out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just. Yeah. Mm. There's a way to make a satisfying ending of this movie, and it and it doesn't happen. I mean, I guess we're at the end of the movie, so we can talk yeah. about stuff. Yeah, I, I feel I, I just feel like okay. So the way the the last fight went went didn't go the way any of us probably wanted it to, and you're like, well, that's awkward. And then you have the medal ceremony where he gives them the medal. You're like, all right, that redeems it. And then everyone gets medals, and it's like, no, wait, no, mm-hmm. yeah. America lost, guys. That's- See, to me, I think it would have been awesome. Like while the guy's swaying, if he had just walked up and like tapped him. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. That's the way to fucking do it. Not it's, murder him. If but, like, if literally you just gone. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Do something cool. Mm-hmm. You're better than him. You didn't kill honk. him. Yeah. Honk his nose. <laughs> Boop. Yeah. yeah. Any of these things. Yeah. I don't know. I the ending. Boop him in the eye. You kind of really have to do some mental gymnastics I, in your head to to really go. Yeah. All right. Again, I'm I'm with you. If it just been the the two that actually kind of mm-hmm. won their respective mm-hmm. rounds. It'd be better, but the fact that everybody yeah, because gets a... because those two two parts of it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, giving the rest of the medals doesn't work. No, no, no. So, but yeah, I will note something. Okay, this movie gets a fucking star grove. Yes, it does a thousand percent. Because yeah. one of the montages is the best of the best. Yep, you've got to fight. You got to know your opponent. Yeah, to be the best of the best, and that's not counting Tommy's like sad motorcycle driving music, which is yeah. you know. Coming out of the darkness. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's 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 real good montage music mm-hmm. soundtrack stuff, and uh, the soundtrack's on iTunes. So I'm thrilled. I'm gonna drive around town tonight, listen to the it's best of the best soundtrack. soundtrack. So, yeah. Yeah. The soundtrack so, fucking rocks. And we'll also note that in the big speech before they go in, with that James Earl Jones gives, where he's getting everyone pumped up for mm-hmm. the final battle, mm-hmm. he says the title of the movie. Yep. He does. Yep. Which yeah. always gets points from us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we he were almost like it, he's not going to say it. And he saves it, it till the very end, <laughs> yeah. which is even better. 
But yeah. yeah, and I, I haven't gone and watched the trailer for this movie, but I swear if that's, if that's not in there. If that's not the last shot and then the title comes up on screen mm-hmm. to get your ass into the theater, mm-hmm. they failed marketing that movie, which I have a feeling they did. So, mm-hmm. yeah, considering it didn't even make its five million dollar budget. Yeah, now. man, yeah, should have somehow made three more of them. I, it it did gangbusters on video. Uh, yeah, it was a big video. All of these big do. renter. <laughs> yeah. So yep. But let's rate it. Okay. I go first all the time. Someone else. Okay. Go. I, uh, go ahead. I can go. Go for it. I'm going four jocks. I had a lot of fun with this. Eric Roberts overacting is a joy to behold. Um, the fight scenes are good. You know, it's like there's nobody that they're cutting around what they're doing. You know, I mean, there's there's a little bit of the Eric Roberts doing some crazy shit, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's still it's all believable fighting. And uh, I love montages, dude. I fucking love montages <laughs> set to awesome songs about what the montage is about. So mm-hmm. it, this has all of that. I know it's like, this is totally like a, your just Mad Libs movie style making where it's like, all right, we, we're going to make Rocky, but we make make it with Taekwondo. So we're just replacing all of this thing with that thing, yep. you know, because I mean, it's all, it, it's wearing all of its influences on its sleeve, but I don't even care. And I, I the ending's weird, but I appreciate it in that Asian melodrama type way that totally works for me. So I'd I'd say four jocks. There's a lot of fun stuff in this. Yep. Okay. Um, all right, I guess I'll go. Um, I gotta go three jocks. Like, I mean that that ending is just kind of a bummer for me. Like, I I feel like this would be a four, if not a five, if it had just stuck the landing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like give me a fuck yeah finishing shot of a movie and that that just affects my entire overall look at it you know um mm-hmm. especially in a movie like this i mean you just i i don't know i mean i i, I kind of sort of appreciate the you know rocky four style like you know if i can change that you could change mm-hmm. sort of thing but at the same time like that's not really what happens, it's, though. Yeah, not really. It's like Ivan Drago wins and then just says, here. <laughs> yeah, like here, you know, on paper, I'm still the winner, but here's yeah. a, some shiny metal for right. you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun, like, for the most part. Like, it, there's certain things that I, I wish were better resolved. Like, I wish there had been, like, a true, like, something, like, something happens to Chris Penn that stop, makes him stop being a shitty bigot, you know? But no, it's mm-hmm. just like... Yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of okay now, but right, I, yeah. And Sally, how much Kirk- you want to bet in the Sega when he's back to being a bigot? Again? Yeah, well, I mean, like, I mean, like Sally Kirkland's character is just feels like they need a lady. I mean, I mean, sadly, it just mm-hmm. it's like it, it just I don't know her but, her and Statner. I just wish like they had something more going for them other than just like. I'm nerdy and I'm a lady. There seemed together. like a couple of moments where Eric Roberts was kind of into her and it made sense because he had a dead wife. So therefore he would be the one most likely to attach himself oh, yeah. to a lady. Right. But that never happened. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I do like his constant, like being impressed by what she's doing. Oh, when but she like, breaks the boards, he, he almost gets up and yeah. hugs her. I mean, like he half gets up and then he's like, Oh, I th- no, I need to st- yeah. stay back down. Yeah. No. Yeah. something suddenly came up <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean there's i i feel like if this is just stuck the landing it'd be a totally different movie mm-hmm. rating for me yeah so i i agree the the ending of this movie is just kind of there are ways to make it work and it doesn't 
and it kind of negates the whole best of the best thing because they're not, mm-hmm. but they're given it by default. Like, hey, okay, here's your medals anyway, and they didn't deserve it. So the ending kind of negates the whole movie, and so I have problems with that. However, I don't give a fuck. This is a five jocks movie for me. This is this is everything I wanted it to be times ten. Mm-hmm. It's as soon as we saw the bar, we're like, man, that place is getting fucked up and it does. And it's just constant montages. And it's just making the Koreans out to be just like this ruthless, brutal, just like, Oh man, fucking Korea. Can you believe how evil they are? And I'm like, were they with like South Korea? Mm -hmm. What? (laughs) I mean, they never even call them South Korea. They Mm. just called them Korea. And so it's just, it's so ridiculously over the top in so many ways. I, it does basically take Rocky four and split Rocky into five dudes, which hurts the narrative because Mm -hmm. you can't really focus on anybody. And it does seem like Eric Roberts is kind of bringing up the rear because he doesn't really have a story arc. It's just, I'm here to support Tommy who's not, I guess not big enough to be the lead actor in best of the best. He'll get his shot. Um, Mm -hmm. But man, I man, this movie's fun and the soundtrack fucking rocks. So five jocks. I loved it. It's fantastic. Glad to hear that. Okay, then. It is a good, bad movie. An enjoyable, bad movie. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, should we take a break? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Right, welcome back. Hey, hey. Banffcast. Hey, Banffcast. We're back. Yeah. Second half. This is the half where we talk about stuff. It is. I guess. Other things. What you got? Um, I have a movie and a season of television to discuss. Ooh. I will let it I will let you break me break me up <laughs> between the I two things. Yes, you must break me. <laughs> so I'll talk about the movie first because okay. you know we're a movie podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so uh I, I watched what I think uh I think might be it has a good chance of being the best movie of the year, or it's it's going to be up there. I'm I'm calling it. It's definitely going to be in my top five. Come Golden Jocks, really? Time. Yeah, go on. I watched A Quiet Place. Aha! Mm. That movie is fucking awesome. And if you haven't seen it, get yourself to seeing it asap. Holy shit! I that movie, like when it when it was over, I was actually almost angry. If that makes any sense, like. <laughs> I was like, you wanted more. No, I was like, Jim from The Office should not be making this good of a movie. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, it, I think it's like, I don't know why I have this old school feeling where there's still some part of me that's just like television. Ugh, that's the peasants' entertainment compared to movies, which are you know, and, <laughs> oh, and, it's, and it's fucking right. stupid. Which doesn't matter anymore. It's fucking stupid because like you know, Oscar-winning directors are doing TV. Oscar-winning yeah. actors are on TV. Mm-hmm. Like there is literally no difference in mm. anymore like our our media has changed so completely as evidenced by something i'm going to get into a, a, in a minute but like still there was just like how the fuck did jim halpert make this fucking movie mm-hmm. i'm angry <laughs> but then i was like i don't know what the fuck is wrong with me like i, I was just i was angry at how good it was and i, I thought it was like the first thing he'd ever directed but he's, he's had some warm, warm-up things because mm-hmm. like if this had been a debut feature holy shit like i i kind of would have been more pissed 
Because <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how nobody, dare you? Jim? No, I'm just saying, like, nobody should come out of the gate making the first movie as good as this fucking movie is. Yeah, like, I don't know. It's not the kind of movie for Oscars or all that kind of shit. But if this doesn't get sound awards, fuck everything. Just, I mean, it's I'm not, I mean, it's, it's it's up there with like Baby Driver not getting sound editing, you right. know, kind of things. It's just like, no, this movie is fucking amazing in that aspect because it's it's all of the little sounds you wouldn't normally pay attention to in a movie mm-hmm. amplified. It's it's great. And you want to talk about a movie sticking the landing? I'm sure some people are pissed at me because I'm I'm going to dance around what happens at the end. But holy shit, that ending was fucking awesome. I love that ending so much. And, and if you didn't, I'm sorry you don't like cool things. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. So, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I, I thought that movie was great and just end to end like wouldn't change a frame like it's it's that gravity kind of like that's fucking perfect it's 90 mm-hmm. minutes it's you got in you did what you need to do got the fuck out well done it's amazing i appreciate movies that do that yeah yeah, yeah. wow that that movie is so good i just i'm going to make everyone i know watch this movie <laughs> if you, it's a good thing you have a podcast yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so okay I, I don't know. I just I, will, I, I can't I don't I can't or don't want to say anything more about it other than it's it's great and then I mean it's the kind of movie like know as little as you can about it going in like the trailers were perfect because it was just like hey some weird shit going down you got to be quiet that's hey. it you know like uh-huh. making sound will probably kill you we don't you know, the trailers didn't tell you why how whatever just yeah. monsters yeah. Mm. Mm. not saying anything mm. so anyway it's just good you should watch it. Well, all right. I'm going to watch it. I, too, will watch it. I wish I had more to say. Like, I mean, it's... Oh, I understand. You, know, you just don't want to give away Yeah, it's, it's beautifully shot. It's, it's got beautiful sound. It's beautifully acted. It's so good. It's really good. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I have no segue. No, that's all right. I watched a thing on Netflix. Okay. <laughs> uh, I've been watching more episodes of The Toys That Made Us. Hmm. Um, the second season of that came out, and... I guess I'd missed a couple of the first season episodes, so I just I've been picking and choosing what I watch. Okay. Um, so I watched the Transformers episode, and that episode does not seem long enough. It seems like it, a couple of the other episodes have done this too, where they get into like a late history and then they just brush right through the entire like, and then Beast Wars came, and then all these things, mm-hmm. came, and then oh, Transformers, everyone loves them, and it's like, wait, no, there's a lot of complicated history to talk about there. So. A few questions about that. Go ahead. Did they talk to Bob Badansky? I don't know. He's who? the guy who basically <laughs> made up all the names yes. of everything for the US. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the writer of the comic book, and yes. they basically, like, Hasbro or Mattel, I can't even remember who, Hasbro, yeah. I believe, came they, to him and was just like, all right, these things have dumb na- dumb Japanese names. Yeah. Give them American names. So he came up with, like, Optimus Prime. They, they not and only Megatron talked to him. And all of, like, the, all the awesome names that those things yeah, had. They dramatized the, the day that it had, like, someone came in and dropped a bunch of shit on his desk and said, Hey, do this, mm-hmm. come up with these things by tomorrow. And he's like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's pretty prominent in that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Do um, they talk about the comic books versus the cartoons? Um, they do talk about the comics, mm-hmm. um, because they, I think it was the same guy who did the GI Joe comics and the guy who did the GI Joe comics was no, no, no it's not Larry Hammond did the GI Joe comics. Okay. Well, okay. They, they talked to him for a bit about, how it was low to do that kind of work, mm-hmm. but it was basically like, okay, the comics are what made this thing a thing. Um, and there wouldn't be like any of it without that. Yeah. So, uh, 
yeah, I mean, it goes in it it goes way into like how all these things were just toys from all different companies in Japan, and yep. they just cobbled them together and and made them their own thing. And then when they were hungry for more, um, they were like bringing in you know Robotech shit and stuff like that. Yeah, Jetfire, I think. Yeah, Jetfire is a, yeah. a Macross. Yeah, figure exactly. So they were talking about how like yeah, people were like this doesn't quite match the other things. And then they were talking about how later in the line it was just like there's a robot inside this robot, like whatever they yeah the ideas got real stupid pretenders yeah they yeah. were bad yeah. action masters were the dumbest idea they're transformers that did not transform right yeah they they briefly touch on that kind of stuff they yeah. they they always I dug the shit out of headmasters though headmasters were pretty cool yep yep but they just they kind of just they breeze through a lot of stuff that you kind of want them to talk about and it's mm. understandable it it's a show that for some reason is always just 45 minutes they can't go above or below that runtime for some reason but it just seems like they get to a point where it's like no wait i want to know more about that and they're mm-hmm. like and everyone loves the transformers bye I, I feel like they were angling for uh it's going to get syndicated on like sci-fi or something maybe you know yeah. yeah and they were like if we do strict runtimes it's easier to slap it on cable mm-hmm. later yeah but it, it it's a good i mean there's a lot of good information in there um it, it's kind of funny how the, the, the Japanese creators were just like, that's not what this thing was supposed to be at all. Like, Megatron was a good guy. Like, I don't know why they made yeah. him a villain. Because <laughs> you know, he was a gun. Yeah. And they talk about that a lot. It's like, how did, what is, how did he, like, displace his mass and become a tiny gun? Oh, and, God, don't yeah. even so, so how do they make a, like, near accurate Walter PPK into a kid's gun? Yeah. I mean, like, they were like imagine doing were, that nowadays. Yeah, people were getting stopped at airports like, uh, what do you have here, sir? And he's like, no, look, it's a well, robot. And the thing is, that thing has some weight <clears throat> to it, too. Yeah, yeah. And Megatron is not a light figure. No. I forgot how stupid Megatron looks when he's in the robot The toy's form. bad. Yeah. The toy's, like, it, it, it looks is a bad nothing toy. nothing like the cartoon version at all. Yeah. Like, it's just like the gun barrel is basically like, it's, it's just a big hanging dick. You know, it's just like, what the... The trigger is like right there. It's like th- mm-hmm. that toy looks bad. That's a bad looking robot. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it, a lot of the a, early Diaclone ones yeah. were not good. Because, I mean, they were t- they were designs from like the early 70s, yeah. like 71, 72. And they're just like, ah, fuck it. Repurpose it. Yep. They they go through the entire history of just like Japan loves robots. And here they mm-hmm. all are. And then one day there was, there was like this robot changes into a car. And then 10 years later, they went to Toy Fair. and was like, buy all these things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, like a lot of those early toys are really good figures. Yeah. Too, like, like that's the thing that made that whole line work. Mm-hmm. And you know, even though like Devastator looks like crap, like, like it doesn't look like crap. He looks awesome when he's put together, but yeah. you can basically only move his arms once it's cr- once right. you once you combined all of the yeah construct- and don't breathe on it wrong or it'll fall apart immediately. But mm-hmm. it looks really fucking cool on a shelf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they talk about the movie, the 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 animated movie, and mm. the consensus is basically like, the fuck were they doing killing off all the previous toys so they could start a new line? Like, everyone was like, that's the dumbest. Like, why did you do that? Because they didn't want to sell those anymore. I know. That's, they that, had new ones to sell. That was literally the explanation for yeah. it. And it's just like, everyone was just like, why did you should? And everyone was like, yeah, that kind of went downhill after that because no one gave a shit about Rodimus Prime. and Yeah, because Rodimus sucks. Yeah, he does. So not as bad as Hot Rod, who got Optimus killed because he's a dumb fuck. <laughs> and then he became Rodimus. So whatever. Yep. Ultra Magnus. That's where power should have gone. <sighs> mm-hmm. Ultra Magnus is cool. Yeah. 
he cool and he swore in the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. yeah so a lot of information in that episode it just doesn't cover enough of it it just mm-hmm. doesn't um the the episode about star trek toys is interesting because it's almost like a most of that episode is man no one knew how to make star trek toys it was just like this is all the dumbest shit it mm-hmm. took until the 90s for someone to come along and go no we should make cool star trek toys yeah and not just bullshit with a star trek name on it yeah those ships are cool yeah mm-hmm. yeah so i mean they just went through the entire history of just the dumbest like space helmets with flashing lights on them that just say star trek on them and you're mm-hmm. just like that's fucking dumb like what are these things i mean i wish i had one of those like <laughs> that i could wear now like i'm sure it's kid size yeah but like that you wear that, that to a con that helmet is fucking awesome when i saw like oh it's bad i've always loved that helmet and i've always like, i always wanted one because I've, I've known about that dumb yeah. toy thing for a long time it's so bad so that episode is interesting because it's it's mostly an episode about not toys. It's about like, mm-hmm. man, where are the Star Trek toys? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that show's kind of fascinating. Like it's I would say watch all of the episodes, even if it's a toy you're not interested in, yeah. because they you will like the Barbie one. I was like, man, if there was something I, I on paper couldn't care less about. Yeah, it'd be Barbie. Well, I have two left. I, I had well, I had two left. I had the Barbie one and the Hello Kitty one. I was yeah. like, I don't really care. But I'm like, ah, let's watch the Barbie episode. The Barbie episode goes places yeah. like that is a wild tale of just it, yeah. I mean, it's it's people like uh, people created Barbie and then ran the company into the ground with a bunch of illegal bullshit. And really the, like mm-hmm. the lady who 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 created Barbie was like the head of Mattel and and just like fucking wreck that company with insider training and all such a bullshit. Oh, and also Barbie was originally like a, an imported sex doll. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, like it was literally. like a representative of a sex worker in whatever country they went and got it from, like, like Sweden or yeah. somewhere, Norway or somewhere. Yeah, like it was like red red light district doll that men would carry around and go be like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's co it's, man, it's pretty fucked up. <laughs> it I mean, goes it, places. It really makes you start like like I mean, as if we weren't already questioning the pink aisle, so to speak, in toys toy stores. It's just like. When you find the sort of lurid backstory about it, it's like it makes it feel even worse and yeah. weirder. And and then, but then it's like it's weird because like from its its strange sort of like beginnings of that kind of grossness, they actually talk about how they were always trying to project more positive female role model. Like Barbie didn't just sit around, you know, the Barbie dream house. She had jobs, lots of different jobs. You know, like yeah, it's like you can do anything via Barbie. Yeah. Here you go. I. I they, they spend a significant amount of time, and I kind of appreciated this, about, like, the plot to crush Gem and the Holograms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they caught wind of this thing, and they're like, that's going to destroy us. We've got to turn around a new line of Barbies in, like, six months mm-hmm. when, they're, when their design t- time had been, like, 18 months. So they had to turn this around and, like, crush, just crush them completely. And they came up with the Barbie and the Rockers, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and it worked. And we destroyed them. <laughs> yeah. and, it's then, just... and then those damn brats. <laughs> yeah. Then the brats came along and destroyed everything. Um, I, I'm always impressed by how many like executives and people in the companies they go get and talk to. That's that's what makes those those documentaries really good is that they, they talk to most of the people who are just mm-hmm. sculptors and, and designers and stuff like that who really have a history with these things. Yeah. So like I said, I, I, I would recommend I'm I, Again, I have I have the Hello Kitty one and the Lego one. I've just been watching them in order. Yeah, like I'm not picking and choosing. I just I haven't watched those two yet. But yeah. yeah, I would say watch them all because you will almost always find some interesting story out of it. Even if, it, like I said, if it seems like something you don't like, I don't care about He Man. Well, watch the thing because it's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, 
Yeah, because it tells a story of an era where it's it's they're all kind of I mean, I wish they were more in depth, but they're all kind of just like this Boogie Nights esque story of the rise and fall of whatever thing it is. It's just like, oh, man, it's never going to get any better than this. And then all of a sudden it just everything went to shit. You know, mm-hmm. the 80s happened. <laughs> Everyone, everything went to hell. But they're real good. I, I don't like the the goofy editing still that they do. I don't like the kind of jokey narrator guy um but whatever it it just seems like that's what they need to play these at conventions or some shit just like without the wacky mc it's not a people won't react to it you know so yeah yeah they've learned from youtube yeah it's a good show speaking of good shows on the same source as the Mm -hmm. toys that made us Uh uh-huh i would like to take a brief moment and mention uh season two of glow the Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. I saw mm. that is now out. I I devoured the first season very mm-hmm. quickly. I think two sittings. Um, I almost did this with... I think it. I had to break it up into three just because I was like tired one night. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Season two is just as good, if not better. I, I would go so far as it feels better. It feels like a more tightly conceived um, season of television than the first one did. Um, and there... And, that being, I'm going to make a strange comparison, but like one of the more fascinating episodes of Atlanta was the one that won them the Emmy for the just like television show within the television show. Yeah. There is an episode of Glow in the second season that's a lot like that, where it's just you practically get to watch an episode of Glow, but with the people like making it, you know, <laughs> in the show, it's just like. Most of the time, it's like, here's the behind the scenes and everything, and then you get to actually kind of more or less watch an entire show, and it's great, and it's like, it never, I don't think it really breaks out of that for the entire episode. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. Like, the by the time that final episode, like, I was talking about sticking the landing, like, that, man, the final episode that sticks the landing so well. Um, I mean, there's, a like, a little denouement thing to set up another season, but, like, that last final match episode thing they were filming is is so good hmm. like man i just i loved this season it was really really good i'm glad to hear that yeah i mean it, it's really strange to me because I, I was talking about my kind of like old school thing in my head of like you know television inferior but yet everything all the rules are rewritten not only just for like life in general but like for entertainment too i mean i would say easily the two best seasons of television i've watched this year have been from YouTube and Netflix. Cobra Kai and Glow mm-hmm. are easily like leaps and bounds better than everything else I've I've attempted to watch that's new. I mean, I I like new shows, don't get me wrong. I thought like the latest season of Brooklyn Nine Nine was great, but like these are like special. Um and I know someone could very easily make the nostalgia argument because they're both happen to be set, you know, or they're both heavily tied into eighties culture, the time that I grew up. Right. So yeah, okay, I'll give you that. But I mean, having a kick-ass licensed soundtrack and just kind of owning your own vibe goes a long ways for me. And I mean, I feel like the argument could be made, and I'm not shitting on the show by any stretch of the imagination, but I, could, I feel like the argument could be made that like a segment of the population was extra into Mad Men because they lived through that time. And they were like, it felt like an accurate recreation of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I understand there was a lot of other people who weren't alive when it, when it was on. 
or when that was happening that still like the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm saying like an accurate, you know, representation of a time and a feel. And I know Cobra Kai is modern day, but it very much has that like 80 sensibility thing going on yeah. throughout it. So, um, I mean, you wouldn't just watch that yeah. if you'd never watched the Karate Kid. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but like Cobra, Cobra Kai is funny because it's like you've got a guy stuck in the past, like and conflicting with modern day stuff. And that's why that show works. Glow is just a hundred percent in the past, you know, mm-hmm. period right. piece type thing, you know? So I, I just, I, I love both of them. And it's like, it is weird to me. I like, I know Netflix is obviously a player, but like, if you told me a year ago, like, Hey, your favorite, one of your favorites, you know, seasons of a show is going to come from YouTube. But like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> un- unlike unrate and unsubscribe. Cause I don't believe any of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and it's not a guarantee that Netflix is going to do a good job with it. No, they have no. done bad things. Yeah, I mean, it's they're just casting a wide net, you know. Yeah, something will stick if we just make nine million television shows, mm-hmm. which is what they do. Yeah, and a couple of movies. Yeah, a couple. So, mm-hmm. I watched some stuff on FX. Okay, which is interesting. Like I, Archer and Atlanta, I finished mm-hmm. up both seasons. But I want to note about watching, uh, because I have PlayStation View, uh, FX basically comes on to me uh, as on demand. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it's the way the DVR works, it kind of adds it there. All of X- FX commercials must, like, come from Fox News because it's all about Medicare and, like, <laughs> conserving your wealth and getting keeping your CPAP clean. And getting catheters. There were no catheter commercials, but I was just like... Is the pillow commercial on there? Uh, I think it has been, yes. Okay. Yeah, and it's just like... Like, I can't imagine missing your target audience that thoroughly of having those commercials every break on Archer and Atlanta. Right. Like, A, nobody under 50 is watching those shows. Mm-hmm. And B, nobody under 50 is watching them on demand streaming. <laughs> There's no fucking way. Yeah. So it's like, how are you even like making money off this? I don't even understand. But yeah. Why aren't you just advertising tech shit like any streaming thing should be advertising whatever the latest anything is and yeah. not just have you saved enough for your retirement yeah. bullshit. Yeah. But the like guy with the weird stream- ears yeah. doing like the, uh, it's that, that one about the retirement. Oh God. And then the CPAP <laughs> mask one and, and then the Medicaid one where you, where it's like comes in super loud. But anyway, yeah. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, I finally got to basically marathon most of the season and then something happens in uh, the, third to last episode that I was like, man, fuck all this. And then finally got around to watching the last two. Like I needed that palate cleanser, like a couple weeks off to go back and finish it. And that season ended strong. Like the, the period piece one is super good. Yeah. Like that. It was, it was painfully middle school to watch. Yeah. The the FUBU one, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. That one was just like, Oh my God. And, and the kid who played uh, young urn, fucking amazing like he caught so many little mannerisms and things that donald glover does as that character that he did them as this kid like i was like is that donald glover's son or something like how does he do this Mm -hmm. it it, it was really amazing that they got kids like that in that yeah but yeah that that teddy episode (laughs) the darius episode i I hate to say on demand has commercials Mm -hmm. apparently when it first aired there were no commercials Oh, and no commercial mm-hmm. breaks whatsoever. Yeah, so it just plays out straight. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was like that until I read stuff about it afterwards. Cause I was like, I need to read some shit about this episode. Cause what the fuck just happened? 
This episode's so good. It's yeah. Weird at the same time. Yeah. Oh. It, it is. It is like him leaning as far as he can into the David Lynch territory that he's always kind of said the show had. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I know you. We. You and I kind of briefly talked. We haven't really gotten in depth, but like, mm-hmm. I don't think you like season two as much as I did. Like, I thought season two was. There's a couple things. Strong. Yeah, I mean, it, there's a few weak ones. Like the whole Drake's mansion episode is not great. Um, <laughs> it's weird, and I there's certain aspects of it I really like, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a strange detour. Yeah, I almost wish they had made it unclear whether Darius was there or not, because I think that might have worked a little better for me. Like just some of the weirdness going on, but mm-hmm. yeah, I I just it, it's you you first mentioned that it's like okay, this guy finally starts winning, and the world keeps shitting on him, and it really it got to me at a certain point in. Mm-hmm those and and i'm there was a point where i was like are they gonna fucking kill off darius because i might not watch this show anymore if that happens yeah because it it very much felt like like that there's a point where they get so much where like just watching that teddy episode i'm like i i don't know where any of this is going like i am completely i have no way of predicting anything that's going to happen in this yeah in a good way yeah but also in like this way that's like fuck man this is like hard to watch right now. Yeah. The Teddy episode is great. The kids episode is great. The Barber episode as much as it pissed me the fuck off. Uh, that episode is so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that one is pretty great. I I Yeah. Yeah. I mean that show is just it's so solid and it's so disappointing that it takes, you know, basically 18 months for them to make new ones. And it's probably will again. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And plus the Helen episode too, the, the German one. Oh man, another like As, leaning hard into the David Lynch well, territory I've, with that. I've actually been to Helen, Georgia, and that's not. And I didn't go during like a German fest thing, but yeah. it's weird as fuck like that. <laughs> like yeah. there are huge halls when you're just like walking around. It's like the fuck is this for? Like, yeah. and now I know. Like they have weird ass. Well, there. The thing that bothers me about that episode is there's a lot of conflict that could have been avoided very early oh, on sure, yeah, yeah. like before they even got there yeah absolutely but i mean obviously it makes for better storytelling to not get into that but it's kind of like god what are you doing <laughs> like you could have solved a lot of these problems yeah beforehand but yeah archer um this was a really strong season this was like a just a really good return to form type season for archer and it's because i think like they don't pit everyone against Archer like they normally do. Like he actually has Pam and crackers with him the whole time. I, I, I need to catch up. I don't even know who crackers is. Crackers, say, who the hell's crackers? crackers is Krieger. Oh, but oh, now oh. he's a parrot who can talk <laughs> and sure, okay. like have, and not just like parrot back stuff, but like have actual conversations with everyone where people mm-hmm. get mad at him. But I he, think I, I, I fell off on, I don't know if I probably definitely dreamland, but I don't remember where I fell off. Yeah. Well, Dreamland just, they forgot to write jokes. They wrote setups and they never wrote jokes for any of them. That could be a problem. Yeah. 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 But by, by the end of of that season of Archer, Danger Island, it's top notch. And then there's a tease at the end for the next season. Because, you know, the whole premise is that Archer's been in a coma, dreaming, different things. And yeah, basically the last three minutes of the last episode is an extended alien teaser. Like they basically go through the fucking Nostromo and come to the pods and Archer's in one of the pods. All right. I and, see you and, being on board with that. Yep. And mother is his mother. 
<laughs> that wakes him up. Yeah, okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. So if that's where they're going next season, they count me in. All about it. Hmm. So interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's a great show. But that's what's weird to me is like FX is cranking out so many good shows like that. You know, like they've they've become the home for like just shows where they don't where they're just letting people do what they want. Right. Which seems weird because you keep seeing the commercial FX has the movies. And it's like, yeah, but you've edited the movies down. Whereas stuff like Atlanta, they're barely editing anything. Like the only thing that really you can tell they edited is the all the male nudity in one of oh, the god. scenes that is just like oh my god that is yeah I, how can i forget that episode and talk about season two jesus that episode <laughs> that episode if a it, yeah. lot happens in that episode yeah, that episode goes all over the place yeah but yeah <sighs> yeah I, I i don't even want to give away where they end up mm-hmm. where they have all this male nudity and just like this weird the weirdest juxtaposition you can think of going on during all of it but oh the song just immediately popped in my head what laffy taffy yes now everyone else d4l yep all right uh you guys want some emails yeah yes sir (laughs) yes 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 i do that was a meh it was a bit of a meh Mm -hmm. uh i wasn't here for the hidden episode but uh, okay someone named anti-price wrote us said hey the song is called On Your Feet by Shock Paris. It's awesome, and they're awesome. God bless you all. And so oh. a link to the MP3. This is probably when I said, is that Iron Maiden? Right. Ah, yeah, that would be my, yeah, that's my fault. It's a correction. Okay. But yeah. Thank you. Anti-Price. Anti-Price. The opposite of Price. The opposite of Vincent <laughs> Price. <laughs> you are the anti-Price. Yeah. Uh, Lars von Trier's anti-Price. <laughs> yep. And we also got one from... Uh, Jay from Vegas, uh-huh. aka Jagus, mm-hmm. right. uh, who said, "Won't you be my neighbor?" Needs a Criterion release. ABMF crew, Jagus here. And first thing first, fuck AMC. The staff at my local theater seem to be in a real sour mood over no one caring about their movie pass knockoff, and we're taking it out on everyone. So yeah, I saw the Fred Rogers documentary. Won't you be my neighbor? Mm-hmm. And I really liked it, but also was so frustrated during my viewing because they go for such a wide lens on the life of Fred Rogers that they miss out on details that I really wish they would explore. I honestly feel like this would have worked better as a Netflix documentary series because Fred Rogers was a deeply flawed human who became a cultural icon and that led to him living a rich life. As a result, the people he worked with have had decades of stories to tell and 90 minutes is not enough time to explore any of that in any detail. Hopefully they have plenty of extras in the digital slash physical release because the movie I saw was enough to whet my appetite for more about Fred Rogers, but didn't satisfy that desire. I can't think of a good seg to end with, so keep on keeping on, Jay. Yeah, okay. yeah, that that's one of those like the trailer almost had me in tears yeah. watching that. It's like I don't want to go to the theater and watch that. Yeah. I'll, I'll watch that at home <laughs> when no well, one. You don't, can like, see you don't like a good ugly cry at the theater? Not at the theater, no. Oh come on, no. In private, bring it on. But, but it also feels like a movie that like has the positivity I want right about now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, a good cry. Yeah, like like I I don't feel like there's going to be any. That's that's one they should have done the simo release for. I mean, if the, knowing that people are having that reaction, yeah. they should have done the "Hey, rent it for eight bucks." Yeah, you know, while it's in the theater thing, mm-hmm. and probably people would be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's probably for the best." Mm-hmm. Like, not even remotely close to the same movie, but I mean, like, 
having a good ugly cry coming out of Logan. <laughs> of all right. things. Like I'm yeah. in an XD theater, like I'm mm. ready for all the D's. Let's <laughs> blow some shit up. And I'm like, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Logan would, if I had been in the theater, Logan would erect me. Oh, if I, 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 yeah. could, I could stifle it at home. Nope. The best when, part, imagine being in a ridiculous D box seat. And <laughs> 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 you suck around one. Oh my God. Yeah. I wonder if the D box would tilt when the thing happens at the yeah. end at the uh-huh. same time. <laughs> tears go flying yeah. off the side. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, next one up, Taylor from Seattle. It says, this is less of a statement and more of a question, but... Hey, Bamcasters. Recently, someone I follow on Twitter lamented how nearly all post-apocalyptic movies and TV shows are hellscapes where only the strong survive. There seem to be very few about people who are making the effort to rebuild or who have already been built. Since then, I've been trying to think of post-apocalyptic movies that meet those criteria and which aren't about historical events which were almost certainly viewed as apocalyptic at the time, such as the fall of Rome, the Mongol invasion of China, etc. So far, the only suggestions have been Star Trek, several anime that were thinly veiled references to to Japan rebuilding after the nukes, and H.G. Wells' Things to Come. Can you all think of any? Crash and Burn, Taylor from Seattle. I mean, I was immediately thinking of Star Trek because... They do pretty ma- much make it clear that the eugenics wars and whatnot, yeah. like, were really fucking bad. I mean, Planet of the Apes, the old series, mm-hmm. it 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 was after the apocalypse. It wasn't like this nightmare hellscape. Mm-hmm. It was just things got weird, and now apes are yeah running things, and they weren't like back up to like civilization yet, but they mm-hmm. were getting there. It wasn't just everyone's hanging out in mm-hmm. shitty New York and everything's irradiated. I mean, that's partially rebuilding, mm-hmm. but that yeah. th- that original series also gets so convoluted. Oh, as by to, the end it's of timeline, it. it's like I don't understand when this is or where. Yeah. So, ah, uh, see, it's a tough one because, like, it's really. I guess the thing is, those aren't compelling stories. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I mean, if you see fancy future. There's not to say that there wasn't some dark period before that. I mean, right. you know, I, mean, I don't know what what happened in Blade Runner. I mean, it seems okay. There's some sort of apocalyptic thing because there's no animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but like things aren't super hunky dory either. You know, it's still dark and there's some shitty stuff going on. But like, I mean, like who's to say like Fifth Element? It's like I was about to say Fifth yeah, Element. Like, kinda... and, you know, you don't know what all's gone on. Like who's, to, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like, if you see happy, bright future sci-fi, it's like it. It very rarely dwells on like, yeah, this this bad thing happened, but we got better. Yeah, it's usually just like, no, nah, hey, here's cool future sci-fi shit. It usually you don't in most of your storytelling don't want to mention there was an apocalypse because then that immediately becomes like, well, tell us that story. Mm-hmm. Like emerging out of that would be interesting, not a hundred years after that. So, it, I mean, Star Trek kind of did it to flesh itself out but it's not like it was built on that premise it no, was just like i'm sure it wasn't characters would talk it. about the past and then it'd be like yeah let's fill in the details with war <laughs> you know mm-hmm. i mean obviously so yeah i mean you know yeah. eventually they got to the point where star trek was we developed warp speed out of you know getting out of mm-hmm. this bullshit trying mm-hmm. to just really <laughs> really yeah. get away from it yeah um yeah, and I mean, Walking Dead has touched on that at mm. points, 
But the problem is that show is so deeply cynical that it can't allow that to last for very long at all before. Okay. Shitty person that's stronger comes in and kills everyone. Right. You know, or, or you trusted the wrong person. Now you're all dead. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like, that's that show's problem is that it's had characters that are like, all right, we need to rebuild. We actually need to make a world. We need to do something about it. And then, you know, character with more guns shows up and you're like, Nope, that ain't happening. Yeah. You work for me now. You you haven't heard about us. We're the gang with all the guns. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Blam. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there actually is one character they introduced in the last season that kind of implies that there's, there are people out there doing actual like rebuilding work away from the story that they're telling in the show currently. Mm-hmm. But knowing the show, they'll just kill that person off. Oh, sure. Offhandedly and yeah, whatever. I mean, the alien series is post-apocalyptic because they, I mean, when they talk about earth, they're like, Oh, it's fucked. Don't go there. You know? So yeah, something kinda. happened to earth and it's like, yeah, I mean, people are just mostly doing space jobs and then, you know, mm. corporations are like, we need aliens to make, you know, better killing machines. <laughs> you know, yeah. but most people are just like space truckers. And shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The company is a real shitbird in right. those movies, too. <laughs> well, you know, same, but... Man, yeah, at some point you would think they would give up on the, hey, maybe this alien will do what we want it mm-hmm. to do. It's like, no, you dumb motherfuckers. No wonder you blew it all up because you're fucking stupid. Yeah. 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 I just I guess it just feels like it's not ripe territory for those types of stories unfortunately mm-hmm. yeah i mean if if you're going to have an apocalypse that's the story you're probably going to tell because mm-hmm. it's probably the most interesting i mean even even like idiocracy is kind of a during the apocalypse mm-hmm. just very slowly because everyone's just so stupid well, i was gonna say okay so <laughs> i the counter to that is like i i could probably think of some post-apocalyptic things where some people are just trying to get on with their lives and and but then they're ones they're the ones that like our main characters show up there and then shit goes bad yeah mm-hmm. because like somebody goes oh you're just living your life and have some decent shit we're gonna take it yeah and fuck you up yeah so that's that's your even if there is people just like trying to get on, it's it usually the story swerves over to yeah. It's always just like man, oh, oh, you're trying you to build a stuff, utopia. Huh? Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Give us your stuff. Now everything's broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Can't think of anything else. I mean, obviously the new Planet of the Apes movies are. Well, the first one was before because it was just modern day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they? Do they? They don't get full blown apocalyptic. They just. Because the the last the one apes evolved because of science, not because of anything else. Yeah. But the apes release the virus, though, don't they? When that the end of one of them? I I don't know. Like I what? I haven't seen any of them. Oh okay. All I know is like James Franco creates it. I think trying to cure Alzheimer's for his just, dad, just John like Lithgow. Deep Blue C did. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And instead, man, <laughs> I wish movies didn't make curing Alzheimer's like always the cause of destruction yeah. of the because we need a cure for alzheimer's yeah. it is like the worst possible disease a person can get well that's why these scientists get desperate and yeah. tested uh, on sharks <laughs> and monkeys. apes <laughs> yes. yeah but it's uh and then there's like it, ape, it's ape just, sharks mm-hmm. yeah it's just it's a pet peeve of mine yeah we did have someone on twitter we did yeah write us answer a, a very important burning and question sa- and uh told us that centaurs obviously have a horse penis and they wear pants that are blue and black not white and gold on their hind legs only <laughs> yes Solved three mysteries at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> Kiwi Rain wrote in to I, explain that. What's with the color stripes? I don't understand. The dress, huh? They, there are three memes going on there. Yeah, 
Well, one, one we've kind of sort of created by where does the centaur have his dick? Yes, that's the other our one. Meme. Hey, if a horse wears pants, do they go over all four legs or just the back two legs? Oh, and also is the dress? Is the dress oh, blue I forgot or... about the fucking dress. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, yeah. The, the, the whatever Laurel mm-hmm. and Yanni thing. Yeah. And also, I want to note that Shannon Ray cliche seemed offended by the vagina windsock. I think her response was, oh, no, <laughs> which which is what how everyone responded mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, I'm gl- I, I thought it was amusing that you didn't know which vagina windsock I was talking. About. I just heard I just heard vagina windsock and I was like, oh, well, obviously he's talking about whatever the hell Daedalus had on her. No crotchal area. No, this mm-hmm. is a full blown like. What yeah. if we put a wind tunnel over her vagina? <laughs> like, way to go, dressmaker. <laughs> yeah, dressmaker. Yeah. Way dress to go, maker. dressmaker. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. If you want to write in, please go to bmfcast.com. Please check out the sidebar. Got like links to socials, email, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Email us bmf 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 at. BMF, 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 BMF. <laughs> She's got to say it a bunch of times, and then we will appear in your inbox. <laughs> right. But no, BMF at BMFcast.com yeah. is the email address. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have eBay auctions going. Yeah. For charity. Yes. Uh, a lot of the movies that we've watched are not a lot, but like we've we've been slowly putting them up. Yeah. So we, it's like one or two a week. We, we have a library that we like to maintain, and then sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, you know what? We don't need this. No one's ever going to watch this. Yeah. So... Let's, and we've had a few people ask us to autograph the yeah. uh, the DVD yeah. or the Blu-ray, so we're like, oh yeah, whatever, yeah. man. Yeah, not just, like not like we made it. Yeah, but, I know. Uh, it, it feels it, a little weird. It does. A, it is a little weird. But if you want us to sign it, sure, why not? I mean, yeah. You know, whatever. But we yeah, but check them out. Paper, uh, but, what is the charity that all of the money from these goes to? Uh, it's the National Center for Missing Expo- and Exploited Children. Okay, yeah. so hundred percent yeah. goes to that. We don't. We're not making a dime on this. Yep. Yeah. We, 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 we actually lose money shipping yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we make sure that the children are missing and that we exploit them. Right. We want to make sure that does yeah. not happen. So. Oh. Yeah. We've, no. all, Wait, we've all seen Taken and we know what happens. Right. Well, that's just Liam Neeson's kid. You can take every other kid except for Liam Neeson's kid. <laughs> who's, who's 30. <laughs> True. Let's yeah. not get into that. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wait, wait. Just search BMF cast on, on eBay. That'll mm. I, I need to build a link on our website. I haven't done it yet. Yeah. So, but... Uh, yeah. If you follow us on Twitter, we post the link all the time, mm-hmm. just like yep. with a fancy so, picture. If you like some of the stuff we've discussed, it might show up there for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and if you're still feeling charitable, go to patreon.com slash BMFcast, where you can get bonus exclusive stuff. There's exclusive, exclusive podcasts. Mm. There's early release videos. There's all sorts of stuff. Time so exclusive. much stuff. And polls. Yeah. Yeah, you can vote on. Yeah. Uh, we're trying on, well, on extra. Yeah, right now we we don't have a theme. Our theme is you pick the movie. Yeah, we just we've got a stack mm-hmm. of discs to tell us which one you want us to watch. Yeah. So yeah, it's been fun watching these numbers go back and forth. Like, I I see a movie that's like, oh, that's going to be the winner, and then it's like, nope, that just got obliterated. Something else. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Now, it's now opened up to everybody. Yep. It's yeah. No I, longer, I, it's, it's not no an elite a, poll. It's no longer a bourgeois poll <laughs> I did, anymore. I mean, it was it's, a fancy poll. Yeah. Now, now, it's, now it's for the proletariat. Yeah. It's polls but it's for still, the you have to be a subscriber to vote. In. Yes. Well, yes. Okay. You do have to be it's at least open. No, it's not for the, you, the completely unwashed. You masses. must at least be a citizen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Patreon. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. However you want to get there. Your citizenship guarantee service. Yeah. I, I don't want to toot our horn, but I'm like part of, I subscribe to a lot of Patreons. Mm-hmm. I think we give more than anybody I've seen. 
We yes. put out so much stuff. I agree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like I realize how much we put out. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Like we we you know, and, to, and we canceled some things. We canceled we some things and we redid the schedule so that it's not wall to wall all the time because we were running out of days. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. there was a, a like three week span. Yeah, early on where it was like we had something posting every day, and, and we'd have to actually ask and be like, "Are you posting? I feel like anything? posting the podcast today. Is uh, is there anybody? Yeah, no, no I'm posting no, this. this is going up. <laughs> yeah." Yeah, we we've we've figured out a schedule that I think is better, better spaced anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Posting the poll has kind of thrown that off a bit. I got to figure out when to do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff there and most of it you can get for, you know, less than five bucks. Like three bucks will get you a good chunk of it. Yeah. So a lot of those let slays mm-hmm. early, early notice of uh, when our what our next episode is. Yep. That sort of stuff. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah, we all figured out that we weren't good at solo pos- podcasting. Well, he was better than most, but I mean, I was terrible. I I don't like solo podcasting. It's hard. Yeah. There's, it's a lot of editing. I, I mean, it's tough to have a conversation with yourself for 45 yeah. minutes. I mean, I think the secret for solo podcasting is you have to write it out and then make try to make it sound like you're not reading a script. That's the only way it can work. Yeah, That's I, I, had, I have to do my videos. I had notes that I read from because mm-hmm. I didn't want to sound too scripted because right. I, I have a different voice when I'm reading than when I do. Mm-hmm. So I'd go from notes and go there, but it's still a mess. It's still hard. And that's why I had to stop. Yeah, I feel bad, too, because like I was really enjoying doing it. But yeah, I, I don't I was looking I for an excuse to make myself finally sit and watch all of Next Generation. But I know. Mm. And there's a lot of future hour episodes I knew I wanted to get to. And like every once in a while, they would pop up on like Comedy Central when we were watching TV and we're just flipping around. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're showing Jurassic Park right now. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> or the one where like they travel to the end of the universe and then come back. And uh, there's so many good episodes that are still to come. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. One day. One day I'll win the lottery and quit my job and then I'll make more of them. Or if you guys just want to donate more, uh, we can quit our jobs that way. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Donate a lot. Yeah. Get everyone else to. Yeah. But no, but it, it's it's worth checking out. Patreon.com slash BMFcast. Yes. Yeah, I can vouch. There's a lot of stuff there. Cool. <laughs> yeah, because you have a hand in almost all of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Sorry, Chuck. That's Chuck's, okay. Chuck's the hand that rocks the cradle. I am, yeah, totally. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Well, all that being said, is it is it time for us to get out of here? Yes, I think so. Cool. Well, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> BJ's not every here to time. Say it. <laughs> we, we always just look around like, "Fuck, who's, <laughs> who's gonna say it? We should have planned this out." Yeah. yeah. So you you gotta go. And this is Bamcast out, motherfuckers. <laughs>